0: Father, I believe that you want to do a work here today in terms of a revelation of the same power that lives within us. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And so I pray, Lord, that as I share these words, that you will minister to the hearts of those in this congregation today. I pray that they would have a revelation of who they are because of the power that resides within them. We give these few moments over to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I've had this burning in my spirit, if I could put it that way, for the whole week, that God wants to do something in the services today with regards to having a revelation about the power that resides within us as believers. Some of us go around walking around like we've got defeated lives, yet I want to tell you today, you are not defeated because of that power which resides within you. And we're going to look at the word today and as I and I, as I prayed that that as we go through the word and we, we have a look at what the Bible says about this topic, that you would have not an aha moment in your mind where you go, I understand, but that you would have a revelation that will change the very course of your thinking. So if you would take up your Bibles, please. And let's look at Ephesians 1. Uh, Our focus scripture is uh, verse 18 through to 20, but I'd like us to start in uh, verse 15. And what we find here in this portion of scripture is a prayer which Paul prays over the church of Ephesus. It's also a prayer which I believe is being prayed over us today as believers, As we are gathered in his name. So let's read. I'm reading from the New King James Version, starting in verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And here it comes in verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So point number one, if you're taking notes, is that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Now the Amplified Bible puts it so beautifully and I'll read it to you and it says in verse 18, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with the light by the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope which is the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. So as mentioned a little bit earlier, I believe God wants to do more than just a head understanding, but He wants your heart to be enlightened. Now the reason for this and not just a head understanding, is because it changes your very being. This revelation changes the way you think, the way you go about your day, how you do things. And it is a revelation that is to be cherished, guarded like a special treasure that you don't want to lose. So, Father wants this revelation that we're going to talk about today to hit your very core, and it's a revelation of who we are in Him, and we are to protect and cherish this revelation. It's this revelation that provides us with the knowledge and the comfort and the assurance that He who lives in me is greater than he that lives in the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, three aspects that are revealed to us in this revelation of the knowledge of Him. The first is that we may know the hope of His calling, which is speaking of the eventual end destiny that He has planned for us as believers. God has predestined you, and the scripture speaks that I know the plans that I have for you, and they're good plans. There are good plans in Him. And this is the hope that He wants you to have. The revelation of that He knows your beginning to the end. And His plan for you is good. The second aspect is that we may know what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. It's almost like Paul was struggling to find words, he couldn't find words big enough to explain this inheritance that Father has in us who believe. And we'll have a look at a portion a little later, but uh, it's, it's about the titanic battle that took place on the day that uh, Jesus died for our sins. But when you have a revelation of what happened on that day and the impact it had, you will understand that we are God's inheritance in Jesus Christ. And Paul cannot find words big enough to encapsulate that in words. He tries his best. And the aspect we're going to look at today is the third, that we may know the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. That takes me to point number two, And that is to move forward from the work of the cross requires a revelation of the power within us. Let me repeat that because I don't want you to misunderstand me. To move forward, never forgetting. I'm not saying forgetting the work of the cross. But to move forward from the work of the cross requires a revelation of the power within us. You see, it is all about what happened on the cross that day. This immense battle that took place where an almighty God has a plan to save us from our sins, and you have an enemy, the devil, who's doing his utmost to keep Jesus in the grave. And we know how the story grows, but the enemy was unable to frustrate the will of God And it is because of that victory that we can sit here today and worship our Lord Jesus and Savior, that we can be saved. You see, some of us, however, get stuck at the cross. We come to the revelation knowledge that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We give our hearts over to Him. And as the Bible says, we receive the seal of the Holy Spirit in that in that moment, but some of us do not move on from that position. And God understands. I understand also why it could be difficult. I've been there before myself. You see, we get stuck there because maybe we believe that our sin is too great, and so we are just grateful that we are saved. So we would prefer to find ourselves rooted at the cross. For some of us, maybe we find comfort staying at the foot of the cross. The realization that Jesus suffered so that we don't need to suffer, we find comfort in that knowledge and so we remain planted at the cross. For some of us, maybe it's a fear for what might happen if we move forward from the cross. And in this regard I want to encourage you to let God. Let God give you a revelation of what happened that day so that you can be saved, but let God provide the revelation that it was not just a life-saving moment, but it was a life beginning moment. It is only the start. You see, Jesus is no longer on that cross. He is risen. And the only thing He wants crucified and left behind on that cross is your sin. And for the rest, He wants you to be alive to Him in all aspects. which brings me to point number three, because this revelation comes by the Holy Spirit. And the power that resides within us, Auntie Pell mentioned it to me, it's a resurrection power. It brings you to life. It moves you forward. It makes you grow. In Romans 8 verse 11, I'll read the scripture to you. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. If we go back to Ephesians 1 and we look at verse 19, and it says, let's read it together. Paul is in prayer at this point. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power? Say with me, power. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His almighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead? You'll notice that I didn't highlight both words power in that scripture because when you actually go, and and this is the lesson to be learned, the word power there in the original text is actually two different words. The power we receive as believers is the Greek word dunamis. And the word that is used second in that scripture about how God performed that work is the work kratos, So if I was to paraphrase verse 19 to give it meaning in terms of what we're talking about, it would go like this, that he gives us dunamis, power, which is forceful, especially miraculous power, ability, abundance, meaning, strength, the ability to do mighty work. By His Holy Spirit, through His dominion, might, power, and strength. Amen? I want to read it to you again. That He gives us forceful, especially miraculous power, ability, abundance, meaning, strength. The ability to do mighty work through His dominion, might, power, and strength. You see, the key lesson here is in the dynamous power that God has given to us by His Holy Spirit. And this is confirmed in Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus speaking, but you shall receive dynamous power. That is forceful, especially miraculous power, ability, abundance, meaning, strength, and the ability to do mighty, wonderful work. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You see, and I want to close with point four, is when you have a a revelation of the power that is in you by the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for you to remain the same. It is impossible. I believe if you, if you understand it and you keep it in your mind, well, it's in your head. But once you have a revelation of the power that is in you by the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for you to remain the same. And as the communion team gets ready to serve us Some aspects that make us never to be the same again with the revelation of the power that lives in us. And there's lots, but I want to just touch on a few. The first is that if you have a revelation of the power that resides in you by the Holy Spirit, you will never want to go back to your old life. Never. Because you're dead to sin and alive to Christ and it is rooted in your spirit. Another thing that you will have, if you have a revelation of the power, a revelation of the power that resides within you, is assurance of salvation. You will be too busy looking forward in Him to bother to look behind. You will have assurance of salvation with the revelation of the power living within you. You will live a life of victory, victory over sin. Sickness and fear of the grave. You will move and live in the miraculous if you have a revelation of the power that resides in you by the Holy Spirit. You will move from infancy to maturity in Christ if you have a revelation of the power that resides in you by the Holy Spirit. And when you have a revelation, of the power that resides in you, you will be a witness because nobody will be able to avoid recognizing the power of God on your life. So I want to pray a prayer before, before we share communion. And it's a general prayer that I want to pray over us. But if I may, I actually want to pray the scripture Over us. So, will you close your eyes and turn your hearts towards heaven and focus on the Lord for a moment as He does a work in us today? And so, Father, I pray that you will give us a spirit of wisdom and knowledge in the revelation of you, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. That we will have a revelation that changes the very way we are. That will never be the same. So that we may know the hope of your calling. That we may know the riches and glory of your inheritance in us, your people. Because we believe in you. You paid such a price. And Lord, that we would have a revelation of your power towards us. As believers. May we never be the same again. May we never stand still. But continue to grow and move forward in you. Because we have this revelation. In our hearts. That very same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Lives in us. Today. In Jesus name.